guest on today's amazing episode four-time Olympic medalist, Caitlin Sandineau. Caitlin Sandineau-Hogan is an American former competitive swimmer, Olympic gold medalist, world champion and former world record holder. She also is now the national spokesperson of the Jesse Reese Foundation, a motivational speaker, coach, sports commentator, MC, and host for world-class sporting events. Caitlin named one of the first female GMs in pro sports history. Caitlin's debut book, Golden Glow, out the 15th of July with Rauman and Littlefield. Co-written by Dan Diadona. Golden Glow tracks Caitlin's incredible journey both in and out of the pool. Thank you for coming on Ability Beast Talk today. I'm your host, Waid. Caitlin, um, K- uh, tell us what you think about how do you use positive affirmation on your daily, uh, your daily life, and uh, what are some of the struggles you've been through on your journey of life? Oh wow, some of my struggles. You know, um, on the physical side, during my swimming career, I had some injuries that I had um, pretty significant um, setbacks in my swimming career between shoulder injuries, but um, this really big back injury that I had. And then, you know, I think when you have physical injury, it really starts uh, hurting you mentally as well, because that's when self-doubt creeps in and you start seeing yourself. So during my swimming career, I had a lot of injuries and and illnesses. I am a, a, I was a swimmer with, with asthma and tended to get sick a lot and being restricted with not being able to breathe very good. And I swam the distance then that was pretty challenging. Um, so I would say in, in my, in my swimming career, definitely having to overcome adversities, um, with some physical and mental, um, injuries. Now, when you were swimming, uh, competing and everything, um, with dealing with asthma, I have asthma myself. Hmm. Did you take like breathing treatments? Did you have, uh, your steroids, uh, to open up your lungs, not steroids for performance enhancing, but steroids <laughs> to open up your lungs? Yes, absolutely. And you bring up a good point because I was at an elite level. We have very strict protocols for the anti-doping. And so, yeah, like I would have to go through special permission and a lot of paperwork and a lot of doctor's notes to make sure that I was getting cleared correctly to take this type of steroid inhaler. But yeah, I had just like my abuterol on, on, on hand all the time. And then also found a medication for me called Advair that worked really well, but you know, it took a while to figure out what was best for me. And, And I actually feel like too, um, as I wasn't really that talked about or that well-educated, um, at my age, when I was diagnosed, like when the doctor told me I had asthma, I started crying in the doctor's uh-huh. office. Because I thought that meant I couldn't do sports. Um, really? and oh, like, wow. yeah, you know, I was young and, and I, I thought that asthma was a scary word. It means no, no sports. And I was a huge tomboy, a huge athlete growing up. So I was really scared, but, um, I feel like the education wasn't there at the time. And obviously we're in a, a whole more, um, you know, uh, advance in, in intellectual community that understands, you know, what you can do to overcome these obstacles. So I was grateful. I was able to finally figure it all out and, and know what medication I needed. Were your coaches and trainers helpful and helping you with that process and, and understanding? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was actually my trainer that was helping me with my shoulder that connected me with um, a doctor that specialized it. And I feel like within that community, I was really well taken care of. And, um, you know, it it really does take a village. I believe that in life and in sports. And I'm really grateful for the village that I have and had. Wow. Well, what makes you such an open person? You seem like a very, like, open, compassionate, 
open book as you put it in one of your other podcasts. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You know, I just, um, I just want to make the world a better place. And I really believe in kindness and I feel like you, you get, um, what you put out. And, um, I just, I believe in karma and I feel like I was raised, um, knowing the importance of being kind to people. I'll never forget that my, my parents always told me that if you weren't nice, nobody would cheer for you. And, you know, it's better to do life. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like you want three leaders in life, right? Like life is hard. So you can't do it alone. So when you're nice to other people, people are nice to you and they support you. And I just think we, you know, we're better together. And um, as far as being an open book, you know, I just don't really have a lot to hide. There's certain things that I do keep personal, but really I, I am like to share life experiences and insight. And if there's anything that, you know, I can share with others that might help them. That's super rewarding. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. Because I wish more people were like that. I think, People put up that wall and they close themselves off and, and they really close themselves off from themselves. You know, I don't think they know who they are. And that's unfortunate. That's why in this country, I've been a lot of people that have been interviewing deal with uh, the pride, depression and anxiety. And uh, it's unfortunate. I really want to move that forward. And I want to really help people with uh, depression and anxiety and try to help this nation with that problem. Cause a lot of people deal with it. So I think a lot of people just close themselves out to protect themselves. But I think with communication and understanding of each other's journeys and trying to help each other and have the compassion like you do and like I do. And I think it goes a long way for to make this world a better place. Absolutely. That's so inspiring. I love your mission and I, I applaud you and I wish there was more people like you. <laughs> I, I, I think there should be more people like you because you go out of your way and you take the time, you know, to, to do interviews like this and, and really, really open yourself up to your, your life journey and your life story. And I, what do you think more athletes, more, I know, I know, I understand they, they got to protect themselves. I get that part. But why do you think they, you know, they're not, they're not as open as, you know, as you, I, oh, I don't mean wow. to put it that way, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, thank you. First of all, it's a pleasure. Um, and like, again, I believe in, in our tribe. And so our mutual friend connecting us, you know, a friend right, yeah. is a friend. Scott of Carter, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm grateful for that. But, you know, honestly, I feel like if I put myself in, in the shoes of current athletes, they get pulled in a lot of direction. And, right. um, you know, that's hard to balance. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge for people to, you know, prioritize. Um, and so, you know, I think we're all at different walks of our life. But, you know, I think that the pressure of social media gets to be a lot. And we're totally. to get the likes and the, the more followers and we want to be influenced. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It becomes a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think it's just, everybody has different priorities. You, you brought up a great point. What gives you like, you know, what makes you, makes yourself pause you know, when, when you take a step back and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fall into this abyss of social media and, you know, just thinking about myself all the time. What makes you so humble and say, Okay, I'm gonna just pause and remember who I am, and and just take a chill pill. <laughs> I love that. Uh, honestly, I think you know I'm I'm the youngest of two older sisters, and I feel like um, our age difference. We have 11 and 14 years, and then yeah, incredible, yeah, yeah. yeah, and incredible parents. I feel that we were raised very humble, and we are um, raised uh, with a lot of self confidence. And I oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, on social media, there's, um, you see a lot of people that suffer with the self-confidence, you know, having to do certain things to, 
make them feel better or put themselves out there in certain ways. And that's not to say that I don't enjoy social media. I definitely do. And, and it's, it's a great hey, platform to yeah. connect and to um, share. And But I only promote I things that I really that. believe in or people that I really believe in. And if it's a product, I like to try it first before I put it out there. And um, if it's you know somebody or what they're doing, making sure I know this person and what they represent. So um, I think authenticity is really important. Um, and, um, just being, like I said, self-confident and, and self-aware and, and what we keep talking about, just like con- kindness to others. That's beautiful. And I, and I think, you know, that, that upbringing, I was the same way I was young at of age, you know, so mm-hmm. I, 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 I was the same way, you know, I brought up, my parents brought me up to, you know, care for others and, and love, love, love others and, and be there for other people. And just, just uh, being the youngest, did you? Did you having that age gap? Because I, when I was youngest, I always got lectured from my uh, siblings. Did you get lectured a lot? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Uh, I feel like my sisters wanted to be the cool sisters, so I didn't get too many lectures. <laughs> I definitely got advice. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just wanted to throw the lectures like a pie just straight in the face and I'm like let me live my life you know just let me be me you know I know you think you but let me be me Uh, yeah totally I know I know you think what's best for me but uh, let me do let me figure it out yeah yeah yeah, totally but now that they have yeah exactly now that they all have kids and they 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 have have a bunch of nieces and nephews I I I wouldn't trade that for the world so you know absolutely same 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 I love that yeah. Do you have any nieces and nephews? I do. I have four nephews and one niece. So I definitely recognize what you're just saying about having that. And I just love having a big family. And I love being awesome. the, like the fun young aunt. And I have such great relationships. With okay. And um, it's really special. They're a huge blessing in my life. That's beautiful. Do you spend a lot of time with them? I try do. to spend a lot of time. I know you're pretty busy. I do. Family is very important to me. And like we talked about when, you know, we prioritize things in life, my family is always at the top of the list. And I'm really grateful to say that you know, we live very close to each other. So that's um, very exciting for me. But one of my nieces is going off to college in the fall and she's going to be in Northern Arizona. So nice. I'm so Congratulations. Sad about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another place for you to visit. So exactly. another place. Exactly, I know. right? <laughs> and um, talk about you're a big you're a big advocate for uh, you know children with cancer. Talk about the um, Jesse Reed Foundation. Talk about the Joy Jars, I believe. Um, and talk about your first experience. I loved it. You were giving an interview on another, another podcast, and you talked about how you know you when you first went in the hospitals, you had to like you know tell yourself basically it's not about you. It's about you know being there for these kids. And and you were there for them, and it was the most amazing thing for you to feel. That's when you knew it was your, it was your calling. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you really nailed it. About you know, I felt like it asked a lot. Like, isn't it really sad to go and visit children fighting cancer? And you've done so many hospital visits. Like, how do you do it? And exactly what you you recalled. Like, it's just it's not about me. And so it's um, about kind of keeping it in check um, as, as to why you're there and what you're doing. And the mission is to spread hope, joy, and love. And it's kind of hard to spread joy if you go in crying. <laughs> so, you know, you really have to. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel you. Yeah. I totally you feel you, totally. Stay in the moment and, and, and know, you know, what the goal is and what you're doing there. And 
Um, know that you're there for a bigger cause and being a part of the Jesse Reese Foundation has just been a huge part of my life and something that I've really grown with because I was with them from the start and how many lives that we touched and how many visits that I got to do. I mean, it never um, ceased to amaze me the type of memories and interactions that I made at each hospital visit. And um, it's truly, it's again, it's just about something more than yourself and using, you know, the tools that we have to encourage others and um, to be able to use my platform in a positive way to to do something that provides joy in an otherwise, you know, pretty sad and, and downtime. Wow, that's beautiful. You're, you're such a giving and, and like really genuine article, you know, it's just like, you're not fake. You're not, you're not putting on a front. And that's what I love about you. And I, and I know we just met and it's like, I'm so, I'm so thankful for Scott to introduce us. Cause you know, I feel like, you know, you're especially growing up in, growing up in Orange County, you know, I think you're a real article and you kept yourself really humble and, you really know you you, you kind of can see the bigger picture like I can, you know. And we focus on the bigger picture that it, it's not about us; it, it's about helping others and and trying to better somebody else's day and and try to have that joy and that 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 love for life. Why? What do you love about life? What is the one thing that you can put your hand on every day that motivates you? That you you just get excited about waking up. Oh my gosh, that's a really deep question. I love that. Um, you know, I, I we, we briefly touched on it, but honestly, my family, um, between my husband and, and my mom and my dad and my sister and my brother-in-laws and all my nephews and nieces, I just am so grateful for my family. And I just know that, you know, we are one of those families that will be together no matter what through thick and thin. And we've had, you know, family um, uh, illnesses that have brought us together even closer. And we've had like family surgeries and family instances and family hardships, but then also a lot of family joy and accomplishments. And, you know, the family is always, we've always stuck together through the the hard times and of course the great times. And every morning I just, you know, I, I feel a lot of gratitude for my upbringing that I have because I know I was so grateful to be so loved um, and so supported and, you know, raised with so much confidence and, and belief in myself and not everybody gets that. So um, having, you know, that nuclear family and then, you know, the, my, my relationship with my husband just very strong and healthy. And, um, you know, obviously we <laughs> have our moments too, but it's about communication, yeah, yeah. honesty and love. Oh, totally. Kind and so I feel like uh-huh. on a day to day basis, it's like I'm excited to do life because of the people I'm surrounded with, um, and right having no knowing that some days are going to be hard just with either my workload or my schedule or you know just moods or what have you. Knowing that I have the, my family behind me really just solidifies you know surrounding yourself with your tribe and your village and not not doing life alone. That's beautiful. And, and, and that's, that's what life's all about. You got to keep the, the ones that are there for you in the low times and the, and the, and the good times close to you. And that's what, you know, and try to, you know, camp, you know, uplift them in their hard times. And you guys go through the struggles together, you know, and uh, I, I remember you talking about um, uh, that, that your, your husband is a nutritionist. I know you guys are coming from two different, I mean, he's not an athlete. I mean, you know, but I know you guys are coming from two different walks of life. How do you guys complement each other's personalities? How do you guys, um, you know, how, how did you guys meet and how do you guys complement each other's personalities? And yeah. That's oh, so that's perfect. I love that. Well, so uh, my husband's name is Pete and he actually played football in college. 
So he. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, so we definitely come from that same athletic competitive background. Okay. Um, he was right. one of those guys too that could do pretty much all sports and um, okay, okay. <laughs> involved in all sports too. So we're definitely kind of like the jocks, you know. Oh yeah, um, totally, totally, yeah, yeah. He's he's just so passionate about. Sorry, he's so passionate about. Um, nutrition and health and wellness. And I think um, he really leads by example. Um, I'm a person that's like definitely going to indulge. I love sweets. I like definitely. <laughs> and if people are like, Oh, like if I'm having like, I don't know, a brownie or something, people are like, Oh, what would Pete say? I'm like, Pete doesn't care. Like it's my life. You know? and it's like, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to stop me from eating a brownie. Like, exactly. No. Nobody's exactly. going to tell me to stop eating a brownie. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He's not going to be like, I want a divorce because you ate a brownie. Thank you. See you later. Peace yeah, out. Exactly. exactly. So he's, he's yeah. very, um, he's, it's funny. We're yin and yang. Like I'm very much the extrovert and the outgoing and the talkative one. And he's the more introvert right. or um, methodical and overthinker. And um, he's loves to just dive into education. And I'm like, I can't even. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Like, we're, we just really, um, we are the yin and yang and, um, you know, but at the same time, we have a lot of similar likes and interests. And um, I think, you know, another big thing is that we make each other laugh when I think that's really important. Oh, that's and, awesome. I um, love laughter. Yeah. Yes. I laugh every day. Absolutely. I laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, totally. All the time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. All the time you laugh at my own jokes. Um, yeah, totally. So, Especially in the movie theater when when nobody's laughing and I'm the only one laughing. That's the best. That's the best <laughs> feeling in the world. And I'm like, who cares? I don't give. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, totally. So, um, so how did you guys meet? And uh, oh. do you guys like scary movies? Do you guys like scary movies or what do you guys like? Oh, that's comedies funny. or you'll love this. Yeah. So we were actually set up by our massage therapist. We were going to the okay. same massage therapist. <laughs> And she just, she said that we had compatible energy and she just, oh, wow. she, like, <laughs> did not leave Pete alone until he finally called so me. Cool. And, yeah. yeah. And so we um, chatted on the phone briefly and we met for a blind date and the rest was history. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. And how huh? long ago was this? This was eight, eight years ago we met. Yeah. We've been married for wow. six. Wow. And uh, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was um, pretty cool how we were set up, and the woman that set us up, she actually got the after we said our vows on our wedding day, she got to ring the bell at church to signify that we were married. So it was really special. The woman that set us up got to have that moment during our wedding, which was really special. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes you that makes you think like any anything can happen anywhere, you know. The most beautiful thing can come together at the most random places, like the, the massage part. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, you know, you would never think that, you know, but yeah. it's like the most, your, your lifelong relationship came from the, it was, um, it was amazing, you know, so that's anything true. can happen, anything possible. And that's so beautiful. And you talked about a little bit about earlier, your, 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 your strength, your family, where does, where does, where does that strength come? Is it? comes from a higher power do you uh do you are you strong in the universe or do you, do you, are you a strong believer in god and faith where if you don't yeah. mind me asking 
Absolutely. No, I, I'm proud to say that I have a relationship with Christ and I have a, an amazing journey and a story with him and coming awesome. to know him. And um, it's really cool, too, because both of my sisters have had their own personal walks um, and journeys and all of our faith stories are a little bit different, but we all have that common belief in God and praying and um, knowing where, you know, why we are put on this earth and that it's all for, you know, his plan and everything in his timing. So I think, you know, although every person in my family has a different relationship or, or, or faith right, right. story, um, we all oh, have totally, that yeah. common bond. Definitely. That's, that's what gives you the golden glow. That's what totally gives you the golden glow. And speaking, of your, speaking of your golden glow, that's the title of your book. And you have like four, four gold, gold medals and uh, you've been, you've been <laughs> an Olympian twice. I just want to give you a quick bio, you know, so, you know, so, but I, you know, you only, you're, you're totally inspiring me. And I, I, I'm really blessed that, you know, I, I hope we can maintain a friendship and, and, and we stay in touch. And I live in Orange County too, so. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll well, be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And, and this is awesome. Well, I have a question for you. Uh, uh, if you could go back 10 years ago uh, and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that um, what would that one piece of advice be? Oh, 10 years ago. Okay. So I was done with my swimming career trying to find, I think it would, um, I would definitely remind myself that, um, God had a plan for me and I wasn't forgotten. And, you know, at that time I was still trying to find myself after swimming, tried a couple different avenues as far as, you know, a profession or a career and, you know, right. it's to be a little daunting or scary. So I think if I could tell myself 10 years ago, just to keep the faith and, and know that, you know, there's a plan for me and it's going to come together and um, right, totally. just keep, you know, keep on course. <laughs> That's beautiful. And and I remember you talked about in one of your other one of your other interviews that you gave that in your freshman year at USC, it was it was a pretty much a, a little bit of a struggle. Did you how did you reflect on that and you no know, going through it? How did you deal with it? And did you pray about it? And and the, how, how was how did you deal with the stresses and anxiety? How how did you bounce back the following year? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. You know, my freshman year at SC was really challenging because of having a lot of illnesses and injuries and um, kind of you know, like just the struggles. If I wanted to keep swimming, I struggled in the classroom. The whole year was just a huge struggle. <laughs> um, but I truly believe that oh, those yeah. are the moments that make you stronger, you know, and, and the ability to know like what you really can overcome and keeping your confidence and really just keeping your head screwed on. Right. And I mean, obviously like life isn't always rainbows and kittens and butterflies. So these hardships are the moments that really test us and really show who we can be. And oh, yeah. um, I think too, it, it makes us uh, not take anything for granted. You know, I think I was just like really kind of just sick of swimming. And when these injuries kept me out of the pool, I really missed swimming. And I realized that this is a, something that I didn't want to give up already. So, you know, the, the way I got over these obstacles was the determination and just the, the, the resilience of never giving up and 
having the goal of making another Olympic team. Like once I went once, I wanted to go again. And that was the goal that really kept fire burning. Um, And, you know, as far as my religious walk, I, I didn't become a Christian until actually after my swimming career, I had a pretty amazing journey um, through a teammate that became a boyfriend that was pretty um, strongly committed to Christ. And I just started asking a lot of questions and going to church with mm-hmm. him. And, um, we stayed together after my swimming career and that's when my, my walk with Jesus began. So I, you know, I do wonder what type of athlete I would have been if I had a different relationship with God at the time. But again, I just believe in his, his timing and his path is just so beautiful in the way that it was intertwined in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I try to live life with no regrets regardless. So, um, that's, a part of me that was supposed to be found, you know, later in life. And, and I'm so grateful I did find it. Wow. That's beautiful that you, God is always with you. And, um, you know, it's just like so beautiful how you went through your, your pathway of, of, of getting on his pathway and, 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 and what he wanted you to do, you know, and your, your purpose and helping out so many, uh, young children with cancer and it's uh, it's amazing how you're you're just you're 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 basically using your platform to help others with their with their battles with their with their wars against cancer so it's amazing so you're you're giving people life and and it's so beautiful thank you so much i really appreciate that yeah and um Ten years from now, what's the ideal situation? I know you're the general manager of DC Trident right now, and I know with during COVID you were dealing with uh, some kind of uh, adjustments, and there was the the inaugural season, and uh, and but what what do you see yourself ten years from now? The ideal situation. You know, um, <laughs> I can't say I love that question. I try not to get too far ahead of myself, you know, because I just feel like every day mm-hmm. a new opportunity comes your way and it's how you show up each day and what doors that open that you you take that that look. And, you know, honestly, in 10 years, I, I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. Um, I want to awesome. be comfortable. Um, and other than that, you know, the rest is a bonus. So I think if I really stripped down that question in 10 years, the the perfect opportunity would be to, to have my health and to have my family and to have my happiness. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And you're, you're going to, the way you, you have energy, you feed off of other people's energy and, and you have amazing, beautiful energy. You're a shining light. And you're you're just making the world shine. Oh so, gosh, um, you're flattering me too much. <laughs> I, I, I speak the truth. There's not one lie I tell on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, I, 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 I was born in New York, but I'm not a liar. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm a hustler, but not a liar. So, two, 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 two different. But um, <laughs> but, um but I was going to say, what um, what do your best of your ability, if you can answer this question, um, I, I'm trying to move the needle forward for people with disabilities within society. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the purposes of this podcast. The other purpose is positive affirmation and learning about each other's journeys and, and learning about each other's struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the main purposes of this podcast is trying to move the needle forward within society 
for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And from your best of your ability, if you can answer the question, how do we move the needle forward from your perspective in society for people with disability when, when it comes to jobs or just, just the perception of people with disabilities? Because from your perspective. You know, I think it's about education, right? And I think it's about understanding and I feel like it's more about um, awareness, if you will. I feel like people are afraid of what they don't know. And so if we can be better informed and equipped with uh, knowledge and, and, and just how to um, like appreciate and accept and, and assimilate really, you know, like how we can blend together more. So I think awareness, education, and, and experience, right? If you don't know, unless you're put into a scenario, how you can make something better or or moving that needle forward. So attempts and trying and right. cross paths and, you know, putting yourself out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. You know, more awareness, more uh, having empathy for each other, you know, learning about, you know, people with disabilities, more, you know, having empathy for each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's beautiful, and I think I I I just think I love the the the, the uh, Special Olympics, but I think sometimes it it you know um, it it does so good so much good in this world, but I think sometimes it, it sometimes it it could put a negative connotation of the wrong person's looking at it. They can mm. be like, oh. The, the people with disabilities, we got to just treat them special or, you know, just try to, you know, they're delicate. We're not delicate. We're not, we, 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 we have different circumstances. Yeah. But we, we, we want to be treated. We want the same opportunity like everybody else. Do we need reasonable accommodations sometimes? Yes. But I think, you know, with, like you said, with more education and more understanding, I think there should be, especially when a person has the right education, uh, and has gone to school and has gone in debt, and um, like like I have, you know, I have a master's <laughs> degree, and, a, and it's been a thousand times harder, you know, for me to get a job. And that's when I said I'm going to start my own foundation. And I've started a foundation on uh, people with disabilities just to spread awareness and and for granted scholarships. But you know, and, and that's when I started this podcast because I'm like, I can't let uh, somebody else control my destiny. I gotta let God control my destiny and 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 myself. You know, I I can't let society determine well just because this guy's in a wheelchair or this guy has a disability, I'm gonna you know keep him out of this job or keep him out of this building. You know, right. just like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna break that door down. I'm gonna show you what I'm made of. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna exactly, and I, that's the that's the message I want to get across to for people with disabilities and keep pushing that needle forward. So um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I have one more last question for you, um, and then I have once we cut off, and then I have another. I'm gonna, I'm gonna thank you, and then I'm gonna ask you another question once we <laughs> cut off. If, that, if that's okay. Yes. If that's okay. Cool. Cool. Um, one of my one of my last questions is, what makes you so fearless? I mean, you you you. Now you're the GM of the uh, DC Trident. Um, you you take on your roles, whether it's motivational speaking, writing a book, uh, being a, a, a four-time gold medalist. You you you're just fearless. You just 
<laughs> you just do it. I mean, you're just there. I mean, and you're spreading a positivity, you're spreading a love, and, and you're making the world a whole better place. Oh, I thank you. I feel honestly, I really believe it comes down to, again, my upbringing of feeling unconditionally loved. I feel like when you know you're unconditionally loved, you're not afraid to fail. And when you're not afraid to fail, that's when amazing things can happen. So I, I truly believe it all goes back to my mom and dad and my sisters just being raised in this family that I felt that I felt supported and loved no matter what. And I didn't feel self-worth off of being a fast swimmer. Um, our emphasis was on kindness of a human being and, you know, showing up in the world. So honestly, I think that, or, or I believe that the, my, my, my fearlessness comes from feeling unconditionally loved. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I feel the love from you right now. So thank you. Thank you for that. You know, so thank you. Honestly, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for your genuineness. Thank you for, for taking the time. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm just uh, up and coming podcast. I mean, but you really, you really want to help people that are, you know, that are, that are struggling with a situation or are trying to, you know, spread a positive message. And I, I really want to thank you for that, you know, and, and that means a lot to, to, to me and to, to the community of people with disabilities. So thank you so much. Well, it was an absolute pleasure and honor to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Ability Beach Talk. Halen, thank you so much. Ability Beach Talk, that's how we roll. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Ability Beast Talk. Please remember to subscribe and follow the podcast, looking out for future episodes and amazing content as we change the world by powering through our struggles with positive affirmation. Ability Beast Talk is available on Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. As always, Ability Beast Talk is powered by Ability on the Move, a nonprofit organization in Orange County, California, helping the disabled community with grants and scholarships. Please visit abilityonthemove.org to learn more about the Ability on the Move and who we are helping. Thank you for listening to Ability Beast Talk.